Alrighty, folks, here we are for another week of Cream in Your Coffee, hosted by yours truly, Katie. Hello. And of course, as usual, I'm sure that Anna and Simone will make a brief appearance in the background, either nibbling on some food or jumping off a couch or... I don't fucking know. We will see what they get into. Now, as promised, this week is yet another expose, and this one really is a fun one, so you guys hold on to the edge of your seat, and let's dive right on in. All right, so when I kind of uh, briefly explained this in last week's outro, I will say it again. This one is a good one. Um, it's kind of funny now. I mean, it's really not funny, but like now that I look back on it, I'm like, wow, okay. Um, but you know, in the time it really was shitty, It's still shitty, just not for me. I'm over it now, but, uh, yeah, let's just dive right in. So as you can see, this week's title is the family man. And you know, y'all gotta love a good man that cares for his family. Now, I'm going to start this off by saying, you know what, I'm just going to straight up say his name is Andrew. I'm not going to say his last name, but if you know, you know. He does not live in Kingston, so don't try and figure out who he is, and I do not have him, nor have I ever had him on any of my social media outlets, so you cannot find him and figure out who it is. So don't try. Anyways, we're going to call him Andrew because that's his name, and that's his own fucking problem for being this shitbag. So... First of all, I met this man at work when I was working at Jack Astor's. Now, I will make this very, very clear. I have only ever given my number out in a date situation to four people ever when I have been at work. Um, As a server, I'm not not myself serving you, but I'm obviously in a different environment than normal. It's a great way to meet people in general, um, but I still wouldn't be like, yeah, here's my phone number. Um, I will say just to make it clear. So the four people I have ever given my number out to at work, one is this person we're about to talk about, Andrew, and we'll dive into that. Um, One was when I was working at Eastside Mario's as a manager, and this man um, was just waiting a long time for the second party to arrive, and he saw a table be really rude to me, and he was really kind, so we just kind of hit it off, and that was the first person I had ever given my number to while serving, and clearly that did not work out. Although it wasn't a shitty situation, it just didn't work out. Um... The third, I actually gave my number to because he came in and he was super nice. And originally, I didn't actually give him my number. I just, oh, what happened? Oh, yeah. Um, I came into work and I had flowers sent to me at work with no name on it whatsoever. And then when this person came back in, I was like, look, I don't really like flirt with tables. So I'm assuming this was you. And he was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't realize you would figure it out. So he got my number after doing that. And honestly, I'm definitely blanking on the fourth right now. So I will let you know that later. Um, Yeah, so first and foremost, this table comes in at Jack Astor's. And it was a table of, I think, six or eight dudes. And this man came in. And my first reaction to this was, for fuck's sakes, I don't want to serve this guy. It wasn't that he was like shitty or anything. He just seemed really full of himself and annoying and like whatever. But as time went on and I started to serve him, he was actually really hilarious and super funny and really charismatic. And we just, you know, struck up a conversation and this is just kind of what happened. So 
he was the best man of a bachelor party that was actually from out of town, but they were picking up one of the guys in Kingston and then leaving the next morning to go to Montreal. So like I said, at first he was really annoying, but very charismatic. So it definitely caught my eye and it definitely helped that he was also like literally six foot eight and massive. Now this is actually going to play into the story a little bit later. Um, I have dated and also seen men that take steroids and I straight up asked him, I was like, do you take steroids? And he said, no. Turns out that wasn't the only thing he was lying about. So we will dive on into that. He was actually a fireman, he claimed, and he also owned his own business. It turned out that both of these things were true to some extent. He did own his own business and he was a fireman, but he actually was like a volunteer fireman still going through all of his shit, yada, 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 whatever. The steroid thing, like I said, will play into it down the road. We'll see where that leads. So at first, he's annoying. We flirt lightly. The whole table's really funny. Anyways, I didn't really, I was like, I'm not giving this guy my number unless he asks. Like, I wouldn't just write it on a bill. And he ended up leaving. And when the last dude was paying, after half of them had left, he was like, yeah, like, my buddy Andrew really wanted your phone number. Now, I'm that bitch that's going to be like, look, that's great. But if he wanted my phone number, he could have fucking asked himself. You don't send your little minion to do it for you, you pussy ass bitch. Now, as soon, and I mean, like, this is like a five to 10 minute span, as soon as he ran down all the fucking stairs at Jack's, which is a million, and told this message to Andrew, immediately he was then back and he was like, hey, I heard you wanted my number. I was supposed to ask you for my number, whatever the fuck happened. Now, all the staff that I was working with that day were like, yes, girl, get it. Like, I hadn't gotten it in a while. At this point, I was actually referring to my vagina as a furkini because I had just like genuinely not had sex in that long that the fur around my bikini area was just, if I took my clothes off, it looked like a little tiny bikini, which is cute. Great visual for you guys. You're welcome. So I'm thinking, sure, let me give you my number. We'll see what happens. Now, he starts texting me that evening and obviously they've had a little bit to drink because they're not leaving till the morning after. And he does keep, you know, he's like sending me pictures of cash, which I find very disinteresting, by the way. I'm not someone that's here to take anyone else's money. I make my own money. If you want to give me money, sure, but I'm never going to ask for it. Who doesn't like money? Um, but he's like saying, come with us this weekend. Like, I, and I was supposed to work. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's not happening. I'm not missing work. And also, I don't want to come with you and like six dudes to another city. Like, that sounds like a headline, like, girl found dead in lake spent night with six random men she just met like that's just unsafe and that's not my style he's like well I'll pay you the tips that you would have like lost from working and blah 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 and like no hard no so the next morning he says look we're not leaving till like whatever time would you want to grab a coffee while we round up all the guys and then we can kind of like chat there instead of in a bar environment at night so we take him up on the offer and we meet at a Tim Hortons you know, when COVID wasn't a thing and you could still sit in a coffee shop normally without masks on and chit chat with random strangers. And I sit there and we're talking and we're having a good time. I think we sat for about 45 minutes to an hour just chatting away. You know, he says he lives like in Port Hope, like Coburg area. And um, he owns like he tells me about his life, like he owns his own business and that he's like an aspiring firefighter, this, that and the other thing. A bunch of the other guys end up sitting with us as they get everyone on board and then they head off on their way. He tries to convince me one more time. He's like, are you sure you don't want to come with us on our bachelor party weekend? And I'm like, no, thanks. I don't want to die. And they go. This man texted me all night, all day the next day. And like, 
he seemed very interested, as I'm sure he was. I obviously didn't go with them, so he wanted to keep in contact. So, when I was mentioning that I could come visit him in Port Hope, because he kept saying that he could always come back and visit me after the bachelor party in Kingston, he did say, because, like, I am a straight-up person. The first thing I fucking said when he said he lived from afar and that he wasn't really open to me visiting... I was like, look, like, are you trying to hide like a wife and kids from me? Like, why don't you want me to come visit you? I thought you were all about it. He was very honest about having five children um, and that he was going through an almost finalized divorce, which I was like, okay, like that's baggage, but like everyone deserves a second chance. As we all know, I've said it once, I'll say it again. Maybe I should stop living by that rule. I don't know. So. I understand that he didn't necessarily want me to come to Port Hope right away, and that's fine. So he did end up coming to see me, I would say, on average for about three or four times a week for over a month. Um, In that time, we went on several dates. He met several of my friends and coworkers. And let me tell you guys, he had every single fucking one of us fooled. He was literally like buying my friends birthday gifts for their birthdays. He was going to supply alcohol for these endeavors that we were going to go on for like little parties. He was all about it. He literally would come and visit me for like, even if he could only see me for an hour, he would come and see me and then drive back. He was like, I just miss you. I can't be away from you. So sweet, right? I would like show up at work and there would be like a dozen pink roses at work for me, like because he knew I was working like, oh my God, this guy is just so smitten with me. I love it. Great. And no, he was not the guy that bought me flowers previous. I guess that's just a normal thing for me that people send me flowers at work. Now that I'm saying that out loud, that sounds really weird, but whatever. So he also was trying to invite me to this wedding of whom I'd met the entire, like all of the groomsmen, right? Like I saw conversations, which is why, and we'll get to this, don't worry. But this is why this was so weird in the end, because he literally would like send me a convert, like a text conversation between him and the groom who I had met. So I'm like, this is the legitimate guy of him asking me to come to the wedding. And he's like, look, man, I don't think it's a good idea. And he was very honest. He's like, honestly, like my soon to be ex-wife is actually the, one of the, uh, bridesmaids. So that's why he's saying it wouldn't be a good idea just to have you there. Like he didn't want to have like negative shit or anything at the wedding. Now this is valid. I also never asked to go to the wedding by any means, but he's like, yeah, I just wanted to have a date to the wedding instead of having my ex-wife there with her date and me being all alone, which is fair. But like, I was like, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. I don't want to be like a topic of animosity or like make anyone's day shitty. You know what I mean? So in this time frame that we're texting and hanging out and Like, I'm not going to lie. We were obviously smashing. We were fucking, um, which plays into the steroid thing. And I'll explain that in a moment. He was also sending me photos of like his children and like what was going on in his day. And like, he literally would like allegedly call me leaving like separation hearings talking about like, oh my God, like this bitch, like took this and took that. But I want to make sure that I have like a good life for my children that she's also taking care of and yada, yada, yada. Now I do want to make it very clear as well that when any man or anyone else for that matter, but especially any man tries to talk ill of their ex or other women in my presence, especially when they're calling them rude names like bitch or whatever, I try to squash that immediately, mostly because I would not want it to be done to myself, but also because I don't know that person or that woman and I don't feel comfortable 
having someone talk so negatively, but he was so negative about this person. I was like, look, either don't talk about her at all or don't call her that. I understand you want to vent, but I don't want you to be calling this woman a bitch to me. Like, I'm not going to play into that bullshit. So I'm getting all of these like personal details about his life and all this. And I do end up actually going to visit him in Port Hope in a house that he was staying in because they were finally divorced to my knowledge. Like he's like, we're coming to the end of it. And then he goes, yeah, it finally, it's finalized. It's all there, whatever. Now I will mention too, that at one point during this um, entanglement, if you will, um, he was in Kingston and we were in his truck going to get him an oil change. And on his little, like it's a new, it's 2020. Well, at the time it wasn't 2020, but you know, it's the, the golden age of technology. And in his truck, there's that little display screen. And when you get a call, if your Bluetooth is connected, the screen pops up and it said that his ex-wife was calling him. But on the screen, it said wife. And I jokingly made a comment. I was like, man, you make me feel like a mistress. Could you just fucking change her name already? Because I don't like being in a car when that shows up. It makes me feel like you're cheating on your wife. And I don't want to feel like that, especially considering you're not married anymore, allegedly. So he literally pulls out his phone. He's like, no, it's just because this is like updated to my old contacts. Um, and he shows me, he's like in my phone, it says like ex-wife as her name, but on the like screen in the car, it shows up as the old name. Cause that's what it's been there for so long as sure. Valid. Now looking back on it, this man went to some extreme things. Like if you're only like, he was only seeing me for 30 minutes that day or sorry, an hour and 30 minutes. Like you changed your fucking wife's name in your phone for an hour and 30 minutes. Are you fucking kidding? Anyways, as you guys can definitely hear, you can see where this is going. What a great family man, right? So I went and visited him. I did make a point to like look around the house, but I was like, there's no, like there's photos of your children, but there's no photos of your wife. So I, you know, I wasn't getting weird vibes from it, but I definitely wanted to make sure because I have had situations with the past where men have just straight up lied and said they're not with someone. And then there's like clues around the house that you clearly are. So out of nowhere, he randomly ends things. Like, I mean, out of fucking nowhere. Like he saw me the day before um, he said he was bringing the boys, um, cause he had uh, one girl and a few boys. He said he was bringing the boys camping for Canada day weekend. And I was like, cool. So he's like, yeah, I just dropped them off with like so-and-so at the campground. So I'm gonna, he came up, stayed the night. And then in the morning he drove back and he spent the day and the rest of the weekend with his kids. Fantastic. I am at work. It is literally Canada day, guys. I am at work. It's a busy fucking day on Jack Astor's rooftop fucking patio. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off and I go down to my locker to look at my phone and out of fucking nowhere, he ends things. I wish I still had the fucking message because you know what? Actually, wait, I might be able to find it. It just still blows my fucking mind that someone would even say this. He literally made it sound like women were cars. Okay. So this is the text message I get. And this comes out of nowhere because he's talking about how he has a burn and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, Oh no, your burn's so bad. You didn't bring aloe with you. That's so shitty. I was like, you're so unprepared. Next message an hour later. And this is quoting it because I am looking at it right now. Katie, I'm so sorry. I let it get this far. I don't lie, so I'm going to be straight up. I have been in a relationship from 19 to 30. I want to date other women. 
lots of other women. I just need to get that out of my system and it wouldn't be fair to you if I did that while seeing you. I wanna see every shape, make, and model women have to offer. You're amazing and I know I'm being selfish and childish just sending you a text, but I don't want to hurt you and I know this text message will. I really enjoyed our time together and I don't go more than a minute without thinking about you. I hope you can forgive me. Now, me being fucking pissed off, I literally was like, okay, I don't know why you would let it go this far. Then you're right. That's a little offside, but I am hurt by this, but you just have yourself a great fucking life there, bud. Um, anyways, that just seemed odd. I was like, fine, fuck you. And at this point, I'm kind of pissed off with myself because given the situation that happens a few months later, I wish I had the text conversations saved, but I was like, fuck this. I don't want this text message. So I deleted the text thread. I didn't really think anything of it. I was definitely hurt because it seemed just really odd. Um, He was literally sending me like gifts and like so as he was a firefighter, like one of the times he came to visit me, like he knew I was super into like wearing baseball hats and I was like, I like your hat because it has the fun little insignia on it. And he literally brought me one from his fire department in Port Hope. So I was wearing that around, which I ended up feeling like a fucking idiot. But how was I supposed to know? So as you guys know, in the past, I've said there is always a two-month rule, at least in my experience, and it's either in two months, the man comes crawling back being like, hey, what's up, or like trying to say some stupid shit, testing you out, you know, putting the feelers out to see if they can get on in there again. Now, in this instance, unfortunately, the two-month rule applied, but it was to the wonderful wife. Yes, wife, not ex-wife, the wife. I noticed this and I felt really bad because I didn't actually see it until a little while later because it was in my Facebook message request because her and I were not friends. So I immediately see the name pop up and I'm like, oh, fuck. And I see that it is the same last name, but like, I'm like, shit. She sends me a photo of this man and she says, hi, Katie, I know you don't know me, but I was wondering if you know this guy. If you do, would you mind telling me how? Thanks. I replied and I said, actually, no, that's not true. She said, I'm really sorry to just message you out of nowhere with a question like this. I know I must sound crazy, but he is my husband and I am his stay at home wife with five kids. I'm just looking for some answers and your name came into it. I'm just looking for the truth from one woman to another. At this point, I still hadn't seen it. Um, I think she thought I was ignoring her when I really, I really wasn't. So I see another message from her a few days after. It says, I know something happened between the two of you. I just don't know the extent of it. Please don't think I'm going to go all crazy on you if you answer me. I really just need the truth so I can find some peace to know how to move on. At this point, I'm like, oh, fuck. Because this is when I saw all of these together, right? And I'm like, hey, blank, not going to put her name in. I would love to give you a call if you have the time. I would never want to put anyone in a bad position and I apologize. Also, I'm really sorry. I literally just saw this right now as it was in my filtered messages on Facebook. Sorry for the late reply. So she ends up asking if she can give me a call because she's camping and she doesn't have the best reception. Um, So her and I have a kind of horrible um, phone call where this woman grown woman cries because I have to explain to her that yes I know him um this is how exactly how I've just explained it to you guys like I said like we saw each other this often and I'm really anal about my planner so like I literally had 
every single date that he had come to see me and this, that, and the other thing. I was trying to keep it vague because, like, who wants to fucking hear that from someone? But, like, I'm not going to lie to this woman. Um, I wasn't trying to be shady, and I don't like to be that person. And I didn't want to be a topic of contention between her and her friends because that actually came out that she's like, yeah, clearly all the other guys at the bachelor party knew about it. So all of these other husbands knew about it. And I'm like, well, that's great to know that I've been just like shit talked. And she's like, no, no. I'm like, well, say whatever you want. But if I were you, I'd be fucking pissed. So it turns out from this beautiful woman, um, that they had actually never, ever discussed separation or divorce. Um, every time he was coming to see me, he said that he was either working a late job or he was staying somewhere else, um, that he was on a fire call or whatever. Um, when I told her that I had actually come to visit him in Port Hope as well, she initially broke down. She's like, yeah, I knew that you were at that fucking house. What a piece of shit about him. Not the, not me. Um, and I felt really bad because I'm sorry, ma'am, if you ask me a very specific question, I'm going to give you the answer to that. Um, so yes. Um, We did have a few fun laughs, though, because as I said, the steroids do come into it. He lied about taking steroids to her as well, which I was like, yeah, I thought he was because his dick didn't work 100% of the time. And unless I'm some gross piece of shit, which I'm not, um, there's really no other reason for your dick to not be working at that level, sir. So at least we got a good chuckle out of that. Um, So we had a good but sad talk because, um, like I said, I didn't want to hurt anyone but obviously she was hurting already and I'm sorry if a woman that has been a stay-at-home mom for that long like she made a valid point she's like I have no money that's my own right now I've never really had a full-time job because I just immediately went into being this man's like stay-at-home mother and wife for his children and like I actually gave her some ideas of some online schools that were pretty affordable that she could go look at to see if she could get like a degree in something if her plan was to leave him and move on because I don't think it's fair that anyone should ever be kept in a situation um, just for lack of funding or whatever and I can understand that as a mother of five I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't want to fuck around with that but if you also feel like you can't provide for your children if you were to leave that is not fair so we actually did talk a little bit we are by no means friends but I would hope to think that we are on good terms at least even though I am that shitty person to her but I was just straight up honest so that plays into the steroid thing so he was lying about the steroids as well as his pretend divorce um That plays in as well to the story I was saying about the fact that his phone said ex-wife. Like this man was literally changing his wife's name and his phone to ex-wife before he got here. So he would drive a few hours from Port Hope and then see me for a little bit and then drive back. If you are going to that fucking extent, man, like you're fucked. Um, Anyways, so her and I had a phone call. She ended up just like she was crying and she's like, I need to go. I'm like, that's fair. Please let me know if you have any other questions in the future. I'm so sorry again. Like, goodbye. A few days later, I got another message from her. She said, hi there. Um, There were a couple of things I wanted to ask you when we spoke. However, I was trying very hard not to be sick, so I forgot. Side note, I have actually been in a situation where I've been cheated on and I understand that. Like you feel like you're going to throw up, especially when the other woman is being so straight up. I really hope that, like looking back on it, I really hope that when I was being honest with her, it did not come across as me being like, yeah, I fucked your man. Like by no means is that my type of, 
being and it also is not how I would want that to sound because that's not how I meant it but she doesn't know me and maybe she thought I was gloating but I really wasn't I was very apologetic to her but who knows in her head she was just probably pissed off so whatever anyways she continues to say um, Andrew is lying to me about things and it's making me crazy I know I shouldn't be messaging you but there is no other way to get the answers I need I promise I won't bother you again and I said I completely understand I'm here for whatever you need so we had another phone call It turns out that he literally said that I was just telling her all of these things because apparently he treated me really like shittily and like I was mad about the way that he left me. So like we never had sex. We maybe talked a lot, but never hung out. Like I never went there, whatever. Um, So that's kind of why I was mad that I didn't have the texting conversations for like so much longer to show her not again not to gloat but just to prove like you are not insane this is proof that he was fooling around on you I'm so sorry um so I did like I said have that last message I think it's because I had sent it to my girlfriend on Instagram so I still had that saved and even the fact that he was like saying in that message that he wanted to see lots of other women and that he's been in a relationship from 19 to 30 he definitely threw himself under the bus in that aspect so that kind of helped her and I out um, so she knew that I wasn't lying Um, it also really sucked to say to her I was like look and I'm not saying this to be a bitch but like it's nice that he's saying that he treated me like shit but I hate to tell you he actually treated me like gold and that's why we were all fucking fooled by this um, up until the point when he ended it so weirdly and abruptly so I did I did end up sending her that last text message Um, And I think that kind of saved her ass in the end. Um, It's funny though, because um, there was a photo that I had taken outside of the house I stayed at and she clearly had creeped my Facebook. Obviously she found me on Facebook. So um, she was like, am I crazy? Because he keeps saying that's not a photo from this house, but blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, 100% you are not crazy. That was at this house. You are not crazy, which is also proof that I had come to visit him why the fuck else would some random female come to visit you several hours away from her city if you guys were not like seeing each other? Like this guy just shot himself in the foot a hundred times. He's so dumb. The one thing I did find really great out of this was that the second time her and I had a phone call, um, she, I was like, Hey, like, how are you doing? I mean, obviously you're not doing well, but like, I'm here for whatever you need, but how are you doing? Like I am, I was concerned about this woman. Like it broke my heart and it really pissed me off. Um, that I was the one to be it, be that person to break her heart and tell her the truth. But like, realistically, let's be fucking real here, guys. I'm sure I was not the only girl that he was being a shitbag with. Um, so she had said things like, yeah, all those photos that you got of like him with the kids, I was literally probably either the one taking the photo or like I was off to the side in the photos. Like we are not separated. I'm always with him. Um, or the, so sorry, the one thing I did find really comical, I was like, girl, get that bag. So when I asked her how she is, she goes, great. Um, I actually just came back from a trip to Rome because this was like his apology, like, babe, it's all fine. This never happened, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, oh, well, like, how was the trip? And she goes, I mean, great, shitty fucking company, but a great trip. And I thought that was fucking hilarious. So at least we were finding some humor to the situation. Similar to like when we were laughing about the fact that his dick didn't work all the time because of the steroids. Kind of a morbid and shitty thing to be laughing about with his wife. But like at least I was able to get her to laugh. And I think that's just me and my sarcastic humor too. Like 
I just honestly like still feel bad thinking about it, but like felt so bad for her. I was like, hopefully this like will make her chuckle. So needless to say, him and I have never, ever, ever spoken again. Um, He's never reached out to me and I have never reached out to him. That is definitely one of those reasons why I just never give my phone number out (laughs) at work. Um, It just never ends well. And like people are shady. I've said it once. I'll say it again. People are fucking shady. I mean, he wasn't super dishonest about things, but he definitely left out the truth on a lot of things. Like, fuck, man. I just can't. I can't deal. I can't deal with it. But yes, um, that is the story of the wonderful family man, Andrew, and um, how I definitely pulled the short stick on that one. And um, a lot of people ask me to this day that know about that or that were around for the situation. They're like, do you know, like, did she leave him? Like, what's going on? What happened? I honestly have no fucking idea. And it's really not my place to like message her and ask. We're not friends on Facebook or anything. So I don't know what's going on, but I really don't know. And honestly, I don't even know what I would have done if I was in her position. Like I would be super fucking mad, but I also see where she's coming from as, like I said, a mother of five that's been a stay at home since fucking high school. Like you don't have your qualifications for really anything if you haven't been to college and he's like not really giving you the time of day to go and get an education to get a better job to take care of the children if you were to leave the man like I have never been in that position so I don't know like I don't know what I would have done and I truly don't know what she what she did um so I can't answer that question um yeah so that is my expose for this week not a nice man he had a nice dick but Not working half the time usually doesn't really turn a girl on. So there is that. So no, I don't look back at that ever fondly. And if I ever did, I would probably, I vomit in my mouth because I'm like, ew, that guy was literally a piece of shit. It's funny how much people change in your mind and in your eyes when you just stop giving a fuck about them and you hear some bad shit. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's three, like I've said, there's three sides to every story. There's one person's side, the other person's side, and the real story. So I don't know what was going on in their relationship. Maybe they had talked about separation and she was just saying that to like make me feel bad. I don't know, but how fucked up is that? Especially given the fact that like, like I said, I had literal conversations in my phone of pictures that he had had conversations with the groom of this wedding that he was the best man for that his wife was in the wedding party and he's literally asking if I could go to the wedding what the fuck did he think was going to happen like I was going to go and not really talk to him and sit at another table and they'd be like who is this girl like what who is this person like why would you even have that conversation with the guy I don't know I don't fucking know guys Ugh, Andrew if you're listening to this which you're probably not but you're a fucking piece of shit And I hope you die in hell. That might sound really dramatic, but like, seriously, who the fuck does that? Sorry, I'm like getting really heated about it. Who does that to their family? Like you literally have a family, a loving family sitting at home waiting for you. You have a beautiful daughter and several gorgeous sons and a wife and you're fooling around to that extent. And again, I'm not saying this to like make excuses for anyone, but like 
if you're going to cheat, just be a fucking shitbag and cheat slightly. Don't go to the extent of like straight up fooling a girl in a different, like this man was living a different life in a different city. That is fucking bonkers. Ugh. Now, obviously there are a lot of underlying other things to this story that are just like personal pieces of information, like more personal than I've already told you. Um, on my end, on her end and on his end, but you know, I think this grazes the surface, but also gives you guys a good insight into the expose of the family man, Andrew. I hope y'all enjoyed. And with that wonderful expose, we are going to move along to another Would You Rather segment to try and uh, brighten up the episode with a little bit of positivity. So here we go. Let's dive on into question number one. First question, boys and girls. So would you rather be stranded at sea or be buried alive? Now, 96% of us all agreed that we would rather be stranded at sea than buried alive. And I would like to expose in... (laughs) In the spirit of the expose, I'm going to expose the beautiful Tarika here. She is the only person, actually, that voted um, that she would rather be buried alive, and I love her for this. She literally messages me, and she's like, bitch, I cannot swim. That is a valid reason, Tarika. I love you, um, but I just think that I would have, like, a claustrophobia moment or, like, extreme anxiety if I was to be buried alive. So everyone else, I am 100% with you on that. I would rather be stranded at sea than buried alive. Question number two this week, would you rather wrestle in a pool of jello or in chocolate pudding? Now, this one was actually pretty close. 59% of us said jello. Um, I just think, like I said jello as well. Um, I just think that with jello, first of all, I guess I didn't specify what type of jello it was. Um, but then <laughs> pudding, I feel like, I mean, everything, no matter what you're wrestling in, it's going to get all up in all the areas that you don't want it to get into. But with the jello, I feel like it would be easier to use as a weapon, maybe. Like you could throw it, like fling it at someone, whereas pudding would just be like swimming in filth. Jello would maybe have a bit more substance to it. You could use it as more of a base to grip. I don't fucking know. I don't know, guys. Third question, would you rather lose your keys or lose your cell phone? Now, a phone is completely replaceable, although probably more expensive. I would have to agree with the 75% of people that said they would rather lose their keys. Only because if I have my phone, I can still call someone and be like, yo, bring me my spare set of keys. Um, But also because... With my keys, at least, the one key that I used to get into my building is, like, pretty much not replicable. Is that <laughs> is that a word? You can't replicate it. Um, or if you do, it's, like, probably half the cost of buying a new cell phone to replicate the key. Um, and then, like, if I lost my keys, I just know that I would have, like, extreme anxiety because, honestly, I only have one set of keys for my car right now. And my dogs would be left alone. Like Simone wouldn't be able to have her medication if I couldn't get into my apartment. So there's just so many reasons for me to agree and say that I would rather lose my keys for sure. And last question this week, my friends, would you rather have a personal chef or a maid? 
This one was actually fairly close as well. 55% of us said we would rather have a personal chef. Um, I guess I am my own maid as well as my own personal chef in most cases. <laughs> so it's not like I have one or the other and I can say, oh, I would rather have the opposite. Um, I just know I really suck at cooking. Like I just don't care to put the effort into it. Although when I do, it actually ends up being pretty decent. But uh, I would rather have someone just consistently come or like you know, live in my house and just consistently make me food because I could eat all day, every day. Honestly, I love a good taste in food. Love that. Um, although I would really like if someone just came and cleaned my house for me, that would be fucking dope. But I also don't like people being in my space. And I feel like in order to clean, like have really have a good deep clean, you got to be all up in my shit. Um, so I'm going to have to agree with the 55% of people that said they would rather have a personal chef. And with that, guys, I'm going to sign off for this week. I hope that you had an interesting, fun time listening to my expose this week. And I would like to thank every single one of you for tuning in once again and also for engaging on our Would You Rather segment. If you would like to be included in our Would You Rather segment, you can just log on to Instagram and search us at Creaming Your Coffee, both cream and coffee, both spelled with a K, and just look out for those Would You Rather posts weekly. Thanks very much, guys. I'll see you all next week.